Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about creating content, even more how you can build your content businesses and self-monetize, get results. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Andrew Fiebert. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Anatoly? I am doing great. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about that because I love creating content. It's my passion, you know, to create some content, sometimes stupid, sometimes uh, valuable. It depends, you know, on my mood. Uh, and uh, I found one way. It's better to be consistent when you are consistent. You know, uh, I don't care a lot about quality. It's more important to share, you know, not quality. It's like to share some valuable context, not uh, some content, uh, nice looking content, something like this. Andrew, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about content creation and creating content business. Yeah, of course. So uh, once upon a time, I was a data engineer for some investment banks, iHeartRadio. I kind of wanted to always do my own thing. I started a personal finance blog. Um, chatted with some fans, wound up like Skyping with him because I don't know, I didn't have, I had like two fans maybe, uh, you know, and I would just like berate him about personal finance. And my wife's like, you guys should record this. So we did, it became a podcast and it kind of took off from there and we learned SEO, how to rank. And we've since built other brands, teams, uh, but humble beginning. And the, day one, there was just, but two visitors, <laughs> <laughs> me and my mom I think, uh, yeah that's okay you know i found uh, interesting in one study i found that uh, most content creators don't uh, record the second uh, podcast episode don't film the second video don't write the second article because they can't get results from the first one uh, for me personally I don't know how to get results from first article or any piece of content. It takes time to yeah. improve, to develop, to learn. And um, uh, you can read a hundred books how to create content. But you, but if you don't do it, if you don't create content, I'm not sure you can create interesting piece of content. So, yeah. Uh, and I found your website uh, that you, uh, you know, you have many famous people like Miles Beckler. Uh, to monetize content. Can you tell more uh, how you can help such people who um, have experience with creating content, but they can't monetize in dry way or, or to increase revenue with their content? Yeah, absolutely. So we created Lasso um, accidentally for ourselves only. I, I'm a developer, so I thought it was like my competitive advantage to monetize my sites well and you know rank and stuff like that. Um, and eventually my friends begged to share it. So I did, but the, the gist of it is when I started a text link was enough and someone would like click it and sign up and you'd earn money. And then that was like, you know, good. And mobile phones, like no one was browsing the web on them. And then as things kind of developed, people didn't arrive to your website and like want to read every word and really just, and then they want to sign up for your newsletter. No, they just want the answer. And so Lasso was started with these call-out boxes that we've since A-B tested over millions of impressions. And you know, as we grew our businesses, uh, we had articles that we maybe published years ago, uh, but didn't have a business relationship with the companies we spoke on. And so Lasso goes back and finds those opportunities and monetizes them. 
And so the reason we're able to help really big creators, creators who receive millions a month in organic traffic is because we're a tool built out of our own needs and it's for scale. So easy when you have five posts, when you have 500 posts, you know, earning what you should be earning is, is challenging. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, creating, uh, I mean, like uh, choosing format because many different various formats of content, uh, video content, I don't know, like li live streaming like this uh, or uh, blog posts. Uh, can you tell how to choose the right format for someone who is not familiar, who want to jump on this field and don't know exactly what type of content to, to create? So I think it's way easier than everyone makes it out to be. Uh, what is the thing that you are not so resistant to in your gut that like you'll have to be beaten <laughs> just to do it? You know, I am not great with video, so I never did video. I just get in front of a camera and I climb up. But audio podcasts, I'm a talker. So that kind of, it, it made sense for me. You know, if you like to write or if you're a visual and you like to, you know, create illustrations, there's avenues for that. But you need to go with what, you know, is what, what you're built for. Uh, I couldn't agree more because uh, I remember when some content creators shared with me, we need to film videos, but we don't know how to do it. We have no experience with that. We have no passion with that. And I told them, okay, why you need to film videos? Because uh, video gets higher engagement. Okay, probably videos can get higher engagement, but it doesn't mean that everyone needs to film videos. If you are good with writing, you can get high engagement with writing. If you are good with designing, just do your job or go to Instagram, any other places. I think, yeah, I, I love it. So uh, it's better to choose uh, where you have your strong side, not your competitors, not uh, the average data that we have online. And I'm interested about finding content ideas. Um, the reason uh, why I'm asking about that, because uh, many of my clients uh, told me, you know, uh, we don't know how to find ideas for content uh, or they use just generic ideas from familiar tools like HRF, SEMrush, just uh, use a list of keywords, but many of them are overwhelmed, overpriced. It's hard to compete with uh, big players. Yeah. Can you tell how to create this content strategy? So uh, when we were building Listen Money Matters, we were obsessed with volume. And in our eyes, more people meant like more success. And there was a good like year and a half where we ranked number one for the term passive income. Uh, it's like a head term that receives over 50,000 visits a month. And we got a ton of people coming through. And I could not make any meaningful amount of money off of the post. I tried putting anything in it, you know, Betterman, Funrise, you know, uh, Fiverr, anything to monetize it. And it just didn't work because it was garbage traffic. If you think of the people yeah. who are searching for something so unfocused, they're not even ready to take action. They probably need Wikipedia. And so <laughs> while in the beginning we try to compete on these terms because we thought they were important, after seeing the visitors that arrived, we learned that the, the best place to look is where there's no competition. One, we don't have to fight tooth and nail for months and years to retain it. And two, these long tails. I like. I would rather talk to 40 people where 38 of them will be my customers than try and fight day in and day out to get 
50,000 people and not even get 38 customers. And so everyone wants, you know, if you have an email marketing company, you want to rank for email marketing, like no, rank for how to email market with ConvertKit or, or even a more, or with Drip, something more long tail specific, you could actually help them and they might actually be a customer. Yeah, awesome. Can you tell more about sales funnel? How do I know that, uh, the, uh, for example, if I have a list of topics and I'm going to create content, how do I know that these topics uh, will bring money or I, I can monetize uh, these topics? Yeah, so um, we were we were in a room at, at Betterman's office once and the people from Dot Dash Meredith were there mm -hmm. and they kept bragging about how they ranked number one for how to write a check which I, I'm at the time, I think it was a couple hundred thousand volume keyword. And, you know, we're in Betterman's office. They want to know how you could drive leads to Betterman. Like you can't drive leads from how to write a check. You actually can't sell anything but checks, probably even not, because you want to know how to write it. You probably have a check. And so mm -hmm. when you're trying to figure out what to write, like uh, say you, Lasso, we have customers and they constantly say like, I don't know how to do this or I'm having trouble and this is why I signed up. Those are the articles you need to write. Find the people where they're at like an acute problem or they're struggling, even tangentially related to you. And if you help them, they're going to trust you. They're not just like, mm -hmm. they're not going to come. Oh, how many eyes do horses have Two. Thank you for helping me. Let me buy your book on horses. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You know? You yeah. Uh, how to find, um, uh, you know, I, I'm interested about uh, outsourcing, for example. Um, I know that many uh, companies uh, have no experience creating content. They usually pay attention uh, to their strong size, like to develop innovative products. And uh, sometimes they want to jump on this field to get uh, extra income, uh, passive income. Can you tell how to find responsible writers or content creators? Because, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything. Google ran my content. Uh, everything was fine. Today, it's not. You know, Google updated many times, uh, guidelines, uh, algorithms, and uh, I usually search for experience. Can you tell from your experience how find responsible content creators who have experience in specific topic and create valuable and something new and interesting. Yeah. So if they're going to bill you per word, uh, you need to just run as far away as you can. Those are <laughs> not the people that you want because, you know, the amount of words does not equate to how good the content is. And also, uh, if, if you're going to do hourly, uh, you're also going to lose because they're just going to take a really long time. And then the amount of time you put in also doesn't equate to quality. What you need to do is you need to decide on what the value of an article on your site is worth. I have sites where, to me, it's worth $225. My personal finance site, a review of a finance product would be like $450. And then you tell them how good it needs to be. And you don't publish it until it's there. And what happens is you will need to do a few tests, uh, and then you will start to get good at identifying people who are able to produce. But if they can't even get the first thing published to a level of quality that you think is reasonable, eventually you'll cut your losses. Maybe you'll pay them or even a portion of, and you have to find someone else. And so what you need to do is you need to know what you want, what you're looking for, find mm -hmm. a few people and work with them. 
because the truth is, and in, in like the low level garbage content, like for example, how many eyes does a horse have? AI is eating that. And honestly, yeah. I don't even think it's worth going there. And so if it requires a brain, you need to hire somebody with a brain and people with a, with brains are not two cent a word or whatever the yeah. rate is. Love it. Love it. So valuable. Yeah, I agree with that. It's better to find uh, a few people, even one people, you know, one person who can create the best content. And uh, I uh, cooperated with you content creators who get million traffic. And, you know, uh, they told me the secret just to hire uh, percent, 1% of the best writers uh, in the market. They ignore 99% of uh, bloggers, uh, writers who can write good content, but they want to uh, cooperate with someone who can create the best content. So that's why yeah, they get this. To your point earlier on consistency, you know, when, when we were building Listen Money Matters, we eventually scaled to a point we had 12 writers, but we were not even able to, with years of experience, produce 12 pieces at, at a decent quality every month, it's just very difficult. And so I think you need to work to like publish one thing every Monday, one writer, you have to be maybe the writer first. And like the aspiration shouldn't be to eventually publish 12, leave that to AHRFs and their millions of dollars that they have to fund that. Try and produce a few things that'll push your business forward and that you can like be the best in the world at. Like kill that one piece, put a week into it. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, you mentioned this word consistency. Can you tell, uh, f- uh, for example, um, I know two uh, types of uh, content creators. The first type, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He he shares that you need to create as maximum as possible, uh, to write a lot, to submit a lot of content, uh, 24 hours a day if you can. Uh, the second type is Brian Dean, who can tell I create the best super high quality content. One type a month, uh, that's okay, but it's the best uh, possible content. Can you tell how to find the balance between uh, this consistency, you know, uh, posting a lot like, uh, or posting just one time a month? Uh, Because, you know, I still get this question. How many times I need to post a month? So there's this thing called the equal odds rule. And uh, it's essentially about at-bats. So there were uh, sign. They were, they were trying to see what determined if a scientist would get published in a journal. And uh, they, you know, was it the smartest ones, the ones that went to Harvard? You know, who who are the ones that got published? And it turned out the ones who got published the most wrote the most studies. They had the most mm-hmm. times at bat, and so they had the most kind of lottery tickets in there and the chance to hit that home run. And so. I think when, especially when you start, you just need to get things out there. You know, the difference between 80% perfect and hundred percent perfect. One takes you two hours. The other takes you 40 hours. And you, just because you put 40 hours in doesn't mean that's the content that needed to be created or that you will rank for. And so you're better getting into 80% moving to the next one. And if you start to see traction, you can always go back and take it to 100% and level it up. And so mm-hmm. I think especially when you're starting, you you need to just publish. Maybe not, certainly not as much as Gary Vee. He has a massive team behind him. He says something takes 30 minutes. Well, it's for 30 minutes of him and you know 15 guys. But I, I do think that you need to 
just get stuff out there. You're not going to get better unless you publish. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because, you know, I, I see when content creators learn a lot how to create content, but doing is more important than <laughs> learning. You can uh, read 100 books how to play soccer, but if you don't play soccer, if you don't hit the ball 100 times, <laughs> 10,000 times, how you can be a good soccer player? No way. It's impossible. Exactly. It's like you can't read book to read your way to getting ripped. You have to get into the gym and do some reps. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about patience. Uh, I often see when content creators burn out, you know, they can't get results. I remember PewDiePie, he uh, filmed uh, 100 videos to get uh, 285 subscribers. Today he has uh, 100 million subscribers, a lot more. Uh, Mr. Beast, he filmed uh, videos over an year to get 1,000 subscribers. And but many content creators can't go this way. They don't see traction. They don't see results. Uh, they build high expectations that I can get these results, but they can't. Can you tell about patience? How to go ahead? Uh, because people burn out. They uh, give up and go in another direction. What do you feel? You know, success is is really honestly very simple. It's it's a war of attrition. You mm -hmm. will win just by the fact that you didn't give up. Because all these people you're talking about that give up, that's all of your competition. So they gave up on day one, on week six, on month 10. And if you are just existing and continuing, eventually they will all disappear. And all these people who are starting from zero will have nothing on yeah. you who's been doing it for three years and accidentally stumbled into authority a day at a time mm -hmm. over three years. It took me about three years before I was even able to make money from my blog. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've earned an enormous amount since, but I would always joke, I, I earned negative dollars per hour in my first three <laughs> years. And it was only on year eight where I was earning, you know, an enormous amount. And so it's like um, a, a easy success story it just takes a decade, you know? Yeah. Uh, I listened one episode uh, before, I don't remember the name of this billionaire uh, and uh, he shared the story that he got first money after 14 years of working hard, you know, he didn't get any money. Today he uh, has business in more than uh, 50 countries, uh, big team, a thousand people, but uh, when he shared his story with Jeff Bezos, uh, Jeff replied to him, you're crazy, man, <laughs> you know, because 14 years without any money, without any That's monetization. Crazy, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think uh, when you enjoy the process, when you go ahead and, for example, when you create something, it's like uh, if I go, uh, I don't know, like to play ping pong, I can play ping pong without expecting when someone will pay money for my hobby. You know, people can watch TV, overwatch TV six hours a day. And so they do it without expecting that someone will pay money for their hobby. It's the same with creating content. If you enjoy the process, just go ahead. Yeah. I, I'm interested about uh, monetization. Okay. For example, we create content, we get traction. Uh, how to submit the right call to action and monetize? So, um, you know, the, the word on the street is you just slap some display ads on it and then you'll essentially become a millionaire. Um, mm -hmm. but the way display ads work is it, it's, uh, it's paid per thousand. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you're getting $30 per thousand views, that's actually really, really good for display ads. Uh, but I bet you that if you had the chance to speak to a thousand people 
and try and sell them, say, an iPhone or a MacBook or whatever, you could sell at least one out of a thousand and certainly earn more than $30 in commission from doing it. But, you know, if you're creating things like how to write a check, you obviously are not going to be able to sell them anything. So ads are the best shot. So the, the point being is if you're creating content that, that matters, that, that needs to be created, not, you know, how many eyes does a horse have, um, you should try and monetize it with affiliate marketing. And what you should do is you should write it honestly from your perspective. And it's going to be a rare chance that there's an article that doesn't have a product that needs to be recommended to achieve X result or to help or so that you could look better because it's a style article and you just stick that in there. Honestly, you don't, you're not jamming it in there because now I'm going to get rich. You're trying to be helpful and you're just monetizing the links that are helpful. Okay. Uh, according to a uh, review on your website from Miles Beckler, you helped him to find other opportunities, not only Amazon affiliate program. Can you tell how to find them? Uh, help my audience, you know, to find ways how to monetize uh, because it's not only Amazon. I think we have a bunch of such opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one way is to go through every blog post on your site and, and reread it and look for mentions of products or links and then check if those links have affiliate programs and then sign up and, and link it all up and whatever. And, and Lasso essentially just automates that. It builds a, a, a link database of all the links on your site. We know of over 10,000 affiliate programs and we will tell you, hey, there's an affiliate for, program for this and you're not monetizing it. Here's the sign up link, sign up. And we will connect the dots. And we could also look for brand mentions. So if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in the WP Engine affiliate program. And I know I've mentioned them. I have no idea where. Uh, we will search for that keyword for you. And instead of like the competitors where they just like jam a link on every single mention where it's like pretty tasteless and low quality, we'll show them to you. You could look at the context. And you're like, that's the one that should be monetized. You click one button and last we'll go into the post and make it a link for you. So the idea is you focus on creating things that matter, the thing that you're good at doing, creating, and Lasso handles all like essentially the admin work of hooking up all the pieces and making sure you make money on the links you've already added. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let's talk about promotion. For example, I have high quality content, uh, valuable content, uh, content that can help support others. But what about promotion? Because um, even the best content needs some promotional stuff when, when uh, uh, to get links, mentions, uh, or shares on social media. Can you tell the, not the best practices uh, uh, how to find the best way to promote content? There, there's like, I mean, maybe a hundred ways. I could think of three decent ways. One is exactly what you're doing is creating a, a show, video, podcast, something Th those are link magnets. I mean, I remember we would publish episodes and there's all these automatic things that connect to our feed and we would just get links to our show notes automatically. And so we decided all of our show notes are full articles and they literally launch with a, a slew of backlinks without doing anything. Um, another way is to be prolific on a specific channel, like say Twitter, and not like tweeting a lot, like look how smart I am, talking to people and building relationships. And these are the friends that will help you and, and link to you. Um, 
And the other way is to spend a stupid amount of money and buy them and then have to keep track of them. And I don't know, did I buy it? And they got rid of it in a month. Like that's, that's ridiculous. You, you make mm -hmm. friends, you create something of value. They arrive links. And over time, if you're not in a rush, uh, you will just get a bunch of links and you'll be fine and you won't need to buy them. If you need to win today, well, it takes a lot of money and you're going to be buying links that everyone else is buying. So those domains aren't as valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, if you choose Twitter, you need to understand that you come uh, tweeting more than Elon Musk because uh, he's the best on that. <laughs> no. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it doesn't mean, uh, you know, uh, why I'm uh, telling about this because... Uh, uh, I found some content creators told me it's hard to post as Gary V does, you know, uh, all the time. Gary V has team, okay. Elon Musk has time uh, in the bathroom, you know, but uh, it depends. If you can't, just post when you have time. You have priorities. Choose uh, the best time, schedule, uh, yeah, and think about that. I have the question about top mistakes from your experience. What content creators usually do today and how to avoid them? I think that the biggest mistake is chasing volume. I think people mm -hmm. are obsessed with traffic and they equate that to success. It drives competition, which is a race to the bottom. Um, and then what happens is when you become big and anyone who has a site that receives a meaningful amount of traffic will say, everyone goes to Ahrefs, they look at your top post, they're like, ah, and they go and create the exact same things. So you invite all this ridiculous competition, but you know what people don't do? They don't look at your 10 most middle posts that probably have the most purchasing intent for the businesses you're trying to promote or the business you own. And so I would focus less on like top level volume and more on creating things, seeing if people are signing up for your newsletter or buying as a result and creating more of those things as you learn. So, uh, and then again, like, if something has zero volume in Ahrefs, you could still get a thousand visits a month on the long tail and whatever. Sometimes their data is wrong. You should always prefer to talk to people that are your people than just a, a ton of people. Yeah. Uh, I found one study on Twitter uh, that uh, uh, website got traffic uh, 12,000 a month in competitive niche uh, with zero volume keywords, you know, so <laughs> the, the, and um, uh, this strategy works well, especially because, you know, uh, I think many other content creators use HRF, SEMrush, other tools, they check out volume and go with these topics. It's overwhelmed. So if you choose direction uh, with zero volume, uh, yeah, you can find these topics and uh, think more about sharing value. And yeah, why not? You can get results in some time. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think about link building? Um, does it help to get more attraction? Uh, does it help? Because, um, you know, I see two uh, types of uh, content uh, creators. Someone uh, don't care about link building. They create content, awesome content, and it works well. So they have million traffic. Others, uh, no way. They think uh, link building is very important. They uh, spend some budget with link building campaigns. It works well as well. So I think uh, we can't find uh, the right. I think it depends on your strategy, benchmark, what kind of authority you have. Can you tell from your experience how to find the right link building campaign or uh, we don't need to do it? So um, 
I want to share a study I read that, that I thought was fascinating. So uh, Russ, uh, I'm sorry, Russ from Siege Media, uh, they're mm-hmm. an SEO agency, um, did a study and basically looked at over a million outreach emails or a bunch of clients. And it turns out uh, it is the least efficient long-term growth tactic to chase links versus putting that time into making the content better. And there, it was like a, a graph with two lines overlapping. And essentially, you will get faster initial growth by buying and chasing backlinks. But in the long term, the time put into quality content will attract links on its own that will far mm-hmm. outpace organically on its own passively than any effort you can do manually. Um, and so maybe to get it started, you would. I still think that uh, there's something beautiful about humble beginnings and being, no one's looking at you. So you can just create and you can come up with your killer strategy and just publish and let it sit. Um, I think the answer is to focus on what's good and not buy Mm -hmm. links for things that will never be, you know, the best. Yeah, got that volleyball. Uh, What do you think about editing how it's important to edit uh, text uh, because book offers usually have a bunch of editors like five ten editors who can edit uh, one piece of text uh, but what about website content how it's important to edit to uh, analyze because it's not only about grammar mistakes it's about mm. simplicity uh, consumable most content people uh, bounce most content yeah uh, what do you think about editing I mean, so, sounds like you pretty much already feel the way that I feel. Uh, I mean, to, to not edit is ridiculous. It's like the, the best sentence of your article is the one you didn't write, you know? And it's like, if you needed me to talk with you on some topic for six hours, I need a few hours to prepare. If you want me to talk for 15 minutes, I need a week. It's hard to be concise <laughs> and impactful and get the meat in. Uh, so people, when they're reading it, they feel smart. And they understand. It's not about you feeling smart. And so I think editing is maybe almost as much time as writing, you know, uh, as is researching because deciding all the things you shouldn't create is perhaps more important than what you do. And so, yeah, you should be really thoughtful. Um, more wood behind fewer arrows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, let's talk about AI. Uh, today we have a bunch of... AI tools that can create content instead of you. You don't need to spend your time, waste your time. You can just submit your keywords to get all this content uh, post on your website. Is it a good idea? I think um, human-assisted AI is excellent. I think AI, mm-hmm. straight up, I think it's pretty much garbage. And I think as with any like hot and fast tactic, I don't think it will last long enough for you to really get a, a meaningful ROI. But if you write a killer article, Take your first paragraph or two, put it into Jasper, use the AIDA format, you know, the, the typical sales, and see how it regenerates your first paragraph. You know, that's like the, arguably the most important paragraph in your whole article. You got to get people like emotionally involved and, you know, look at it, edit it, make sure it makes sense. Four sentences, you could certainly handle that with AI and then it'll punch your content up to the next level. But all of it, like... <laughs> It's going to be exactly the same as the guy who comes in five minutes later and puts in the same keyword. And then to edit a full-length AI article sounds like a lot of work 
to bring something up to snuff that's probably not great to begin with. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, I'm using AI tools, but to structure content, you know, uh, even to generate outlines. some yeah, yeah, outlines, even to create content that I can rewrite from scratch, but I can get ideas, some interesting stuff. I understand it's rewriting. And uh, by the way, can you tell more about how to differentiate yourself? For example, uh, I see when content creators just rewrite. They uh, take existing content, especially in the top 10 results, and create the same piece of content. They can um, cheat these tools to show 100% uniqueness, but they can cheat people. You know, who <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I often uh, ask my friends about a new movie and uh, get the reply uh, nothing special you know it's the same plot we've seen many such movies uh, it's the same big content you can uh, rewrite content but if people uh, read content in the top 10 and stick with your article get the same stuff it's not interesting can you tell about differentiation how to i don't know like to stand out from the rest yeah pe people are obsessed with the, the tactic or, or, you know, into the technical things of what does the algorithm say? Because that's way easier than creating something good. Creating something good is really difficult. And um, you, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I think, um, I'm sorry, I spaced. Can you, can you ask the question again? I had, a, I had it on the tip of my tongue. I mean, like, how to stand out from the rest, uh, to be different. Uh, yeah, that's... so the, the point being is uh, some people, uh, are you know, learn from reading. Some people learn from visuals. So, it you know, some people want to watch a video. And if you can include all these components, that's great. But um, what Google does look at and what they have, like, incognito mode in Chrome is not private. Google collects that information. All of the browsing that you do and everyone does in Chrome, they use to understand how sites are consumed. And so while people are obsessed about the algorithm, it's people that are driving Chrome. And so if your content is not working for people, the results in Chrome, and that's how they do like speed tests and stuff, and will be poor and it won't rank. And so you need to just focus on being super helpful for people. Obviously, you have to scratch the Google itch, but we've all seen sites that rank incredibly well, follow none of the best practices, but have arguably excellent content. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, I have the question. Uh, let's imagine you have no experience, skills, anything. You need to start from scratch. Uh, what will you do today to create a business in content creation? I would find somebody who creates things that I admire and think are excellent, uh, things that I would aspire to create. And I would try my best to work for them, with them, and learn everything I can from them. Because mm -hmm. uh, you can go the path alone, and it's a long, hard path with a lot of distractions. Or you could find someone who did it for five, 10 years, and they can help you get to where you need to go much quicker. And it's not that there are secrets and you just need to buy the course with secrets. It's, it's really the little things. It's, it's the mindset. It's how you approach creating things. And you can't learn that unless you literally sit with someone physically, virtually, and do it. Uh, 
all the best things I've learned is because I had a mentor. They just didn't know they were my mentor. I just <laughs> knew they were my mentor. <laughs> yeah, uh, even more. People want to buy courses with secrets uh, and golden buttons. You know, when you click golden button and everything is fine, you know, traffic, monetization, anything, you know, you don't need to do more than that. <laughs> okay, Andrew, I have the final question. Uh, Many things are coming, like Metaverse, uh, Web3.0. What kind of future will be in content creation? Where um, today it's important to pay attention, uh, what kind of skills to develop today to uh, meet this future and uh, to create uh, great content for the future audience? So uh, one of the sad, hard truths I learned with Listen Money Matters I felt like we had beaten the game. We were earning an enormous amount of money per month until Google's wins changed. And we, you know, there was the your money, your life update and, and things got really difficult. And I realized I'd built my business on what was essentially traffic arbitrage. Google gave me free traffic and I tried to make money on that free traffic. And what I learned is the one thing that uh, stays It's not that you're ranking for passive income. It's people coming to you for you and the things you're good at in your insights. And so it's really putting yourself at the heart of the thing you create. And it's not like build your brand and you know do your Twitter thing, but really make sure you're in it. Because if Google doesn't love you for this in the future, people will still love your ideas and they'll follow you to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Andrew, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, so you can get me on Twitter. It's Andy Feeb, A-N-D-Y-F-I-E-B. Uh, you can go to getlasso.co. Uh, that's where we help people make actual money online, doing the thing they love. There's an intercom chat bubble. Hit that. Be like, Andrew, I loved your interview. I hated it. I'll talk to you anyways. Email us, team, at getlasso.co. Um, just want to chat. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Open website, getlasso.com. And it's interesting. I want to read one review, uh, feedback on this website. I'm now able to organize hundreds of links across 15 different affiliate programs. So you can imagine that if you uh, use Andrew service, you can uh, increase more uh, opportunities to monetize your content. Okay, guys, uh, reach out to Andrew, follow him because you can see a lot of valuable insights and uh, leave the comment about this interview. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.